Thank you for joining us for another podcast from Covenant Community Church. And now, today's message from Senior Pastor John Lofton. Amen and amen. Let's go back to John chapter 8. I got to get back to that word, that conjunction that says if, if. Somebody say if. Now, we do realize that if is a conditional word. Amen. If means you got to make a decision. Hello, somebody. Uh, uh, So back when I grew up, and I'm I'm getting ready to share my age, back when I grew up, we understood about conjunctions. Uh huh. Because we had what, what we have schoolhouse rock, right? So, how many of y'all remember schoolhouse rock? See, the young folks don't know nothing. You're gonna have to Google schoolhouse rock because you don't know nothing about schoolhouse rock. And so, I learned about conjunctions through schoolhouse rock. Come on, y'all gonna sing it with me? Come on, conjunction, junction, what's your function? Hooking up words, phrases, and clauses, right? Is that that's how we learn it, right? So, so we knew that. See, I know, I'm telling you. <laughs> Come on now, you know you had that bowl of Fruit Loops in the morning, conjunction, junction. Ow! <laughs> That's how I learned about conjunctions, right? And you man, schoolhouse rock. Because what does a conjunction do? A conjunction hooks up words, phrases, and clauses. That means the word if is hooking something up. Come on, so let's see what if is hooking. <laughs> it's hooking up something that Jesus is talking about. He said if, which means we got to make a decision. He said if you abide in my word. Now that's the first part. He said then you are my disciple. So let's turn it around. If you're not in my word, then you're not my disciple. Hello, somebody. And so the if part is not God's doing. The, the if part is your doing and my doing. Because God is not going to open up this Bible to you and read it to you. You have to be intentional about studying, reading, praying, worshiping God. God is not going to do all of that for you. And there are some things that Christians are waiting for God to do. And God says, I've already done it all. I'm waiting on you to make a move. See, it's just like the water that Elder was talking about. See, there's a difference between a river and a swamp. See, the reason that a river's water is crystal clear and it's because it's moving. It's not stagnant. But if you go to a swamp, come on now, I'm from Alabama. I've been to a lot of swamps. You go through Louisiana, you go through a lot of swamps. A swamp is, is, is excuse my French, is stinky. I was going to say the F word, but I'm going to be nice this morning. <laughs> I want to stay safe. <laughs> so, so, listen, it's stinky. There's a lot of dead stuff going on in that swamp, right? Why? Why? Because it's not moving. That's why it's called the Dead Sea, because the Dead Sea, things flow in, but nothing comes out. Ha! And see, dead, the Dead Sea represents dead Christians. Because we just take all of this stuff in, and there's nothing flowing out. See, see that's what happens. That's why you've got to be careful of the people who are always talking to you about stuff. And there's issues and, and I can't do this and, and always negative about that. And you always got all of this stuff coming in, but nothing is going out and you become dead. The Bible says, if you abide in my word, that's something that we got to do. Somebody say he's talking about me. He said, if you abide in my word, you are indeed my disciple. And then he says something else. And when you abide in my word, only you shall know the truth. No gnosis, no understanding, perception, truth. We talked about truth last week, right? Truth, truth. I know Alephia is here today. Uh, her word is her, her name is close to the word. The Greek word for truth is uh, is Alethea. 
Now, her name is Alephia, but uh, I mean, you know, I got it. That's close enough, right? So, so, so you just call her name out, and it's truth, right? But the, but the Greek word for truth is Alephia. And what's interesting about that word, if you look at the Greek root word for Alephia, is the word alpha. So truth goes back to alpha in the beginning because Jesus sets it straight when in the book of Revelation he said, I am alpha, the beginning. Now Jesus said that, so why did he say it? Well, let me just let you know. See, among the Jewish rabbis, this is amazing to me, among the Jewish rabbis, it was common to use the first and the last letters of the Hebrew alphabet to denote the whole of anything. So in other words, in Greek, I mean, so I'm sorry, in, in Jewish language, if you talked about the first and the last letter of the Greek language, you're saying that that encompasses the whole thing. So in other words, nothing could be in the middle unless you had the beginning and the end. So in other words, the only person or the only being that can create the middle is the one that was there from the beginning See, this is vitally important for the Christians because if we understand what truth is, you can't redefine it because you didn't create it. See, you can't recreate something. You can't remake. If, if, if you're going to create something, then you must have made it from nothing to be a creator that speaks those things that be not as though they were. You know only God can do that. We can't do that. Because then you would be God, and you're not God. If you go back to Romans, you'll see when Romans chapter 4 said, God who speaks those things that be not as though they were. Because only God is the creator. Oh, I done messed somebody up right there. I know you've been speaking things that be not. Go ahead and keep speaking it. You got the spirit of God in you, right? All right, then, then you're good. Don't worry about it. You're not doing some false doctrine. Keep on speaking, right? You're calling those things into existence because you see it in your spirit, right? Keep on calling those things into existence. But you got to understand that God is the only creator. So if God is the only creator and the devil can't create anything, he's an imitator, and he, even his best imitation is a counterfeit. So, 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 I'm telling you, I got to preach fast because I got to get to Greensboro, so you got to listen fast. So if, 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 if his best imitation is a counterfeit, then the enemy of our souls can't recreate something God already created. So if God says, I made them male and female. Nah, I'm going to leave that alone. I'm going to leave it alone. Because, see, it, you already know what the truth is. I don't even have to explain it. Amen? So can we move on? Can I give you some more about the light? Because i got to share more about this light. Over there in John chapter 8, verse 12, we're very, very familiar with this passage of Scripture. And I'm going to go ahead and start reading it. John chapter 8, verse 12. And please write the scriptures down and go in and study those uh, on your own. Jesus says this. Somebody said, this is Jesus. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. He who follows, he who follows me shall not walk in darkness and have the light of life. He who follows. Now, you, th that word follows is an amazing word because it goes back to he who abides. Because the word abide and the word follows in the Greek is in the present tense. He who's following me when? Right now. Not next week. He who abides in me, when? So if you're not abiding, then you're not his disciple right now. 
That's why the Bible says what? Now faith is. Not tomorrow. Right now. Now faith is. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who walk after Christ Jesus and not after the flesh. Right now. Somebody say right now. So we got to live in the right now because if he came right now, where would you go? That's why we got to live in the now. We can't sit back and wait. I'm, God, I'm just, I'm just waiting. What are you doing? I'm waiting on the Lord. What are you waiting on the Lord to do? Well, I'm going to get a job. I looked in the book of job, and I know that I'm going to get a job. <laughs> but if you don't take the time to prepare a resume or even go get the skills that you need for the job you want, Then don't worry about praying for it because God ain't going to open it up for you. Amen? Because there's some things that I got to do. Somebody say, I got to do it too. See, we got to work with God. God has already made a way, but we have to work with him, saints of God. Hello? Don't just sit back. We got to be involved. We got to be intentional about living right. We got to be intentional about speaking the truth. I don't care if people don't like it. I'm still going to speak the truth. Why? Because the truth is the only thing that's going to last from the beginning to the end. Everything in the middle is going away. Jesus said it this way, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall never pass away. So I'm just going to speak something that's going to be here for eternity. Because the stuff I'm preaching has eternal consequences on your life. And I'm not going to go before God and say, God, well, you know, I, I, I didn't want to hurt their feelings. No, I ain't interested. I'm going to hurt your feelings. Praise God. If I'm not hurting somebody's feelings, then I'm not preaching the truth. So I'm not up here trying to just please everybody because I can't. I'm just interested in pleasing one person. That's God. And let the word fall where it may. Yes! I'm so comfortable preaching because I don't have to please any of you guys. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Isn't that good? Yes. God is awesome. It's awesome. So, so Jesus says, I am the light. We already know that because in Genesis chapter 1, we talked about when God said, let there be light. He wasn't talking about light. He wasn't talking about the sun and the stars and the moon. He wasn't talking about the sun, S-U-N. He was talking about the sun, S-O-N. Because if you read the book of Genesis, the sun and the moons, the lights, those lights weren't created until the fourth day. This was the first day. So when God said, let there be light, it had to be something other than what we see. And so now we know this is confirmed because out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word shall be confirmed. And so now we got a gospel witness that says Jesus comes and says, I'm the light. What light? Well, the same light my daddy talked about in Genesis chapter one. Now I'm telling you who I am. I am that same light that he spoke in the beginning. Oh, man. Okay. It's not too deep, is it? I don't like deep stuff. Can't stand deep stuff. I like just that stuff that, that we can just see it. Amen. He said, I am the light. He who follows, present tense, follows me shall, shall not walk in darkness, but he shall be the light. Now, check this out. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 and 16. Check this out. Who's the light? Jesus is the light, right? Now, look at Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. You are the light of the world. Are you seeing that with me? He said, a city that, set, that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Then verse 16 says, let, let, let your light. Just like what God said in the book of Genesis, he said, let there be light. Now, in the, in the, in the Gospels, it says, let your light. 
So in other words, the word let means something is hindering. So you got to ask yourself, what's in my life that's hindering my light from shining? Because Jesus says, I've given you my light, but how bright is it? So the brightness of my light is not determined by Jesus, it's determined by you. Are you liking this so far? Can I give you some more word? Well, let's keep on going. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6. Because you came to church, you might as well know what the Bible is saying. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6 says, For it is God who commanded light to shine out of darkness. When did he do that, saints of God? In the beginning, in Genesis chapter, Genesis chapter 1, this is another confirmation, the word confirming itself. And then he said, Who has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge, the gnosis of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Now, now, Apostle Paul comes and he gives us more of a reference to let us know what the light is. Before Jesus says, I am the light, then Jesus teaches the Christians that when you get saved, you become the light. And now Apostle Paul is telling us what the light is. The light is how Jesus shines through our hearts. And the knowledge that we get from the truth, it opens up our hearts to expose more of the light that's in there. That's why the enemy does not want you to understand your Bible, because the only place you can find truth is in the word. Because truth can only come from Jesus. And we can't recreate it, and you cannot, you cannot discover truth. It was already there before you found it. Gravity was there before Newton knew about it. He didn't make it. He didn't create it. He found out about it. But then they say he discovered it. <laughs> well, some kind of fruit, right? <laughs> Just like they say uh, Mrs. Adam ate an apple. Right? I don't know. I, there were no apple trees I read in the Bible. Okay. I know, I know. People say she ate the apple. I heard nothing about no apple. In the book of Genesis. In other words, why didn't they put apple leaves on? <laughs> See, now you're going to go home and start thinking. I truly believe it was a fig because they put on what? What treated Jesus' curse in the Gospels? Anyway, that's another assignment. So y'all stay with me. <laughs> stay with me. Amen. Can you go to 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 19? 2 Peter. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 19. I'm going to start reading while you turn there. And so we, and so we, uh, we see the prophetic word confirmed, which you do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. And so in other words, now Apostle Paul, I mean, I'm sorry, Apostle Peter is coming along and saying, now the prophetic word in your heart is light. So when you get a word of prophecy, and it can come in a multiplicity of ways, you can get a word of prophecy just, just getting a word from God. And it doesn't have to be an audible because the majority of the times when I hear the voice of God, it's not an audible voice. No, there are a lot of people who hear God's voice audibly, but I, I, I need them to lay hands on me. Most of the time when I hear the voice of God, it's an internal thing. It's a, it's a, 
It's a knowing, right? It's just a, it's an intuition. It's like, I know that was God, right? That, that, most of the time, that's how he speaks to me. But God, but God can speak through your children. He can speak through your pagan coworkers. We just don't want to hear it. And they can, he can speak through a homeless person who know the Bible better than most Christians. You just talk to them, you'll see it. Just ask them their story and let them start quoting scripture down. The boy, they'll break it down for you. You'll be like, man, I didn't know that was in the Bible. Is that scripture in the Bible? <laughs> and you've been a Christian for 20 years. You just talk to homeless people. Homeless people are not evil, bad people. They're just people that got, that got hit by some, some horrible things, but they're very intelligent people. And sometimes we just have to take the time to sit down and find out what their story is. And it will amaze you when you hear their story and how they got to where they were, right? Amen? And so, so listen, so God, God in the Bible used, 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 used some animals. Uh-huh. He used, he used, a, he used I'm, I'm not going to use the King James Version. I'm going to clean it up. <laughs> we got some young ones in the house. But he did use a donkey to talk to one of his prophets. Amen? Come on. So, so he can use a prophet. He can use a sermon. And now today he can use social media, but you got to be careful because everything that people put out there, that stuff ain't true. So it's the prophetic word that we get that exposes us to more light. Amen. And so this is why it's vitally important that we, we hang around the church and we hang around church people because a lot of times church people can see stuff in you. <laughs> but, 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 okay, uh, can, I, can I clean that up a little bit? A lot of times we don't want to know what you see. <laughs> Am I by myself? <laughs> so, so write this down, write this down, write this down. Matter of fact, pull out your phones, your iPhones. We're going to tweet this. We're going to Instagram this. We're going to put this on Facebook. Write, write this down. We're going to send some light out right now. Pull your phones out. Pull your phones out. Put this quote in there. The light is an outward manifestation. The light L-I-G-H-T, the light is an outward manifestation of an inward work. Hashtag, let there be light. Take a picture of me, put it out there, boom, I don't care, share it. I got a perfect face for radio anyway, so I don't really care. Amen? So let there be light. Put it out there. The light is an outward manifestation of an inward work. If the light is not being seen on the outside, then you don't have enough on the inside. And how do you get more of the light? More of his word, more worship, more prayer, more forgiveness, more love. Hello, somebody. All you got to do is look at the fruit of the spirit, and there's only one fruit. It's not fruits with an S. It's one fruit. It's not fruits. I know the song says the fruits of the spirit. It's only one fruit because in that one fruit, you get all nine aspects. So if it was fruits, then you can pick and choose what you want. You can't. You get the fruit of the Spirit, and nine aspects of the fruit belong to Jesus. So how do you increase it? You get more of the truth in you. Amen? Is this making sense at all? Can I, can I share a natural example of a spiritual reality with you? Can, can I do that? Okay. How many of you like to grill, barbecue? Okay, I like to barbecue, and I particularly like to barbecue on a charcoal grill, right? Just the taste is different, okay? There's nothing wrong with gas grills. If you like that big old jumbo one you got out there in your big, nice pit, that's fine. But I particularly like a charcoal grill. Now, before I light my charcoal, I gather it together. 
because for two reasons. So I, I gather it together so it can be close. But the closer they come, the higher it gets. Then I light it. And when I light it, I keep it as it is. I don't spread it out. Now, before it's lit, it's cold, it's dark, and there's no light. But when it's lit, and it stays lit for a while, it becomes bright and hot. Come on, somebody. <laughs> and so if you were to take one of the coal that's bright and hot away from the rest of the group, and just place it over to the side for a while, and you just go in the house. When you come back, the group that's still together is still hot and bright. But when you come over here to the one that got away from the heat, it's dark and it's cold. Now, the Bible says over there in Hebrews chapter 10. Oh, well, let's just go there. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 10. Turn that with me. Turn that with me. Turn that with me. Hebrews chapter 10. I want y'all to see this. Now, most of us read verse 25 where it says, you know, we should not forsake the assembly of another brother. Come on now. Y'all know that, right? All right. But no, no, no. We got to read the verse before it. Let me go there, too, so I can help you read it. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24. You ready? Somebody say, I'm ready, Pastor. Okay, let me read it for you. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. So, in other words, when we come together, we come together to stir some things up. We come together to stimulate each other, to motivate each other, to encourage each other, to build each other up. We come together to do this. You can't do that being a bedside Baptist Christian. Oh, yeah, I can just have church at home. Then you are not assembling together. You can't stir nobody up but yourself. And then I got to ask the question, how's that working out? Because most of them are shallow anyway. Okay, now, now then, then we go on and read the rest of the scripture. Amen? And so then it goes on in verse 25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Not forsaking. So in other words, if you forsake as a Christian coming to church, you are against the commands of God. Because you choose to forsake it when the Bible says not to forsake it. Now, I'm, I just read it. I didn't put anything in there. We just read it plain. Amen. So, 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 so you can have good intentions, but you're judged on your actions. Oh, I intended to go to church. I just got tired. I had to work all week. I had to work all week, too. Oh, Pastor, you don't understand. You know, we have a full-time job. Yeah, me too. I got a family, I got a wife and children, I got a wife and children too, <laughs> children. So you got to ask yourself, well, what's the motivation? What's keeping you from coming to church? Oh, it's them church folk. You don't like the people you work with, but you go to work on Monday. I'm sorry, that just dropped in my heart. I'm just, <laughs> I'm sorry, that just stepped up in there, my bad. <laughs> So that makes sense about the coal. So in other words, if you're a bedside Baptist person and you get away from all the heat in the church, that's why your light is not shining. 
And you're wondering, well, pastor, why can't I hear from God? Well, you're not next to other lights. You're too cold. You got to come in here where the heat is so you can get some truth. Be encouraged by people. Be loved by people. Matter of fact, you might hear somebody else's testimony that lines up with yours because we overcome and the blood of the lamb. You, you might be in the, the place where you need to be, but the enemy doesn't want you to be. And God is trying to get you to go to church. Don't worry. There are going to be crazy people everywhere you go, especially in church. That's where the crazy folks should be. <laughs> Trust me. I've been doing this thing for a long time. I've run into some crazies. Y'all just don't understand. I have to come to church to be around y'all. I will lose it. Y'all been reading about me in the paper. <laughs> That's why I'm at church. Thank God. When you see me at church, y'all, boy, y'all better find him. <laughs> Where's the pastor? I don't you better find him. Go find him. Go find him. That brother, something's happening. <laughs> y'all better look for me. <laughs> Amen. Okay, let's finish this thing up. Let's finish this thing up. Praise God. So we, we should not forsake getting together. Amen. Hello, somebody. We should not forsake getting together. There's an adage, an adage that says, an ocean of intention is not worth as much as a drop of action. Let me say that one more time. You can post this one too. An ocean of intention is not worth as much as one drop of actions. And so there are a lot of people who say, I intended to pray. I intended to give. I intended to go to church. You know what? I intended to come by and pick you up. Come on, maybe you never had nobody just leave you. How many of y'all from the ghetto? Trailer park? All right. Okay, so you know when people leave you? You know you know what, bro? I, I meant to pick you up. Man, what happened? Man? He had good intentions. When we, when we, and most business people that know this, if you started a business, this is, this is going to really resonate with you. There, there were scores of people who had good intentions before Elaine and I started this church. They had real good intentions. They said, Pastor, you start it, we're going to be right there with you. Come on, man, let's do it. You need to start that thing. We're going to be right there with you. We started it, can't find those people, even today. When you start a business, there are going to be people with good intentions, real good intentions. Could be family. All you got to do is just come to me. I got the money. I'll help support that for you. Man, you, you get your business plan together. You do your article of incorporation. You get your license. Man, everything is good. You know, man, boy. Uh, you know, I had that money. I, I intended to. <laughs> yeah, you get that. What had happened was? Mm -hmm. What that what happened was I broke my little baby toe, and then the medical bill was. Anybody else can relate to that? Intentions. Intentions. You judged on your actions, not your intentions. Just because you intended to go to church or give don't mean anything. Pastor, I intended to love you and your wife. You think about that one when you're going home. What can cause our lights to go dim? So let's talk about a couple of these things. Number one, persecution. If you continually get persecuted, it can cause your light to go dim. See, but that's, that's not limited to us, saints of God. Jeremiah, you got to go and read about Jeremiah. Jeremiah had so much stuff to happen to him. I can't even get into everything. But it's this one time when Jeremiah was so frustrated with preaching the, the, the word of God that he was persecuted everywhere he went. He was persecuted. As a matter of fact, there was a conspiracy to kill Jeremiah because of what he preached. 
So Jeremiah said, I've had enough, God. Come on, everybody ever said that to God? Come on, admit it, you said that to God. God, I'm fed up. Come on, I know I have. God, I've had enough of these crazy folks. I ain't doing it, right? And so, so Jeremiah said, I refuse. Listen to the words. He said, I refuse to preach his word. But Jeremiah said when he did that, when he, he shut up the bowels of his compassion, Jeremiah said, but it was just like fire shut up in my bones. So Jeremiah said, even, I, even though I wanted to stop preaching the truth, I couldn't do it because my heart was on fire to, because the people didn't want to hear it. I saw where they were going and I wanted to stop them. Persecution can make us want to stop telling the truth. That's why I come to church. That's why I preach. That's why I study his word. Because I get persecuted a lot. Especially when people find out you're a pastor. Oh, man, they want to debate everything. And I'm just not one of those people. I don't debate, even though I can probably get down with the best of them. But I just don't debate because I know the truth. I don't have to debate when I know the truth. Now, we can dialogue and we can have a conversation, but I'm not debating anybody, especially an atheist. Because my first words to an atheist is the fact that why are you spending so much time trying to disprove something that does not exist? If God doesn't exist, leave me alone. If there was no power to a cross, why are you so concerned about a cross? Because they know the cross has power. That's why they have to do it. So the question is not if they don't believe. I know they believe. Because God created it in us to believe. Just read the book of Romans chapter 1. He said, you already know God exists by the things that you see. Man didn't create any of the stuff that we see. And it definitely didn't come because of a big bang. It didn't, we didn't come from monkeys. We came from a divine creator. And that's what our children need to understand and learn. I don't believe in Darwinism. I believe in a divine creator that made each and every one of us specifically for a purpose. You are designed for greatness. Come on, come on, say that. I am designed for greatness. Come on, don't let any person, don't let anyone, don't let any circumstance stop you from doing what God has called you to do. You're not limited by your job. You're not limited by your education. When you got an unlimited God, come on, say you got to tap into God. Let your light so shine among men. I don't even have to make my light shine because Jesus Christ gave it to me. All I have to do is abide in his word. And people will see the light on you. It's amazing that you don't see what other people see on you. I've had people, I've had people come up to me and say, man, I, I don't know. I've never met you before. Man, I'm not, I'm not boasting at all. I boast on the Lord. Because this has nothing to do with me because most of the time I would have already cussed somebody out. <laughs> I'm just being honest. I mean, come on. And y'all don't get on holy on me. Y'all know you're in the right church. Don't get all holy on me. Y'all probably cussed somebody out last week. That's why you in here repenting now. Because I know that wouldn't have been me. <laughs> I'm glad I could be real. Praise God. I know that wouldn't have been me. When somebody come up to me and said, are you, um, are you, you, you a man of God? I said, what? I always ask, what made you say that? Oh, it's just something about you. Well, I know in my heart, Boy, you just do not know. I don't even like you. <laughs> Why are you over here messing with me anyway? <laughs> Amen. 
so that's got to be the Lord. And Jesus says, when I be lifted up, I will draw all men to me. Let your light shine before men and people will come up to you for prayer. It, but they won't come if you're not praying. You might have good intentions, but not good actions. Mm -hmm. So if you are a man or woman of God of prayer, people will know it. When they come around you, they know it. There's something on that person's life. When you spend time in the presence of God and when you come out of the presence of God, the presence is still on you. So when you go by people, they know. Mm. See, see, something. Whew, glory to God. Something about what would happen in the Old Testament when they would anoint a king. See, you may not know this because when they anointed a king, they wouldn't just put a little dab on you. See, when, when David got anointed as king, they, they, when they anointed David, it was equivalent to like two gallons. Two gallons. Like a gallons. So the man of God would be drenched from his head to his feet. Walking in the desert. And what would happen as the man of God would leave the temple, walking to his tent, he would leave oily footprints in the sand. And a commentary say that the children would go, Mama, look, what's that? The mama would look at the child and say, a man, an anointed man of God just came this way. What kind of footprints are you leaving in the sand? Can anybody recognize that you just came through? What are you leaving in the sand for the next generation? Can the next generation see something on your life that they need? Can you speak into the next generation's life? That's why the vision of this church is equipping the saints for the work of the ministry because I'm all about empowering you. See, I don't have to preach up here every Sunday when I got preachers. Why? Because I'm into empowering people to get up and use your gifts and your talents. Because when you get saved, you don't check your brain outside the door. You should bring all of your gifts, all of your talents into the church. And this is where we're lacking because you got intelligent people that work out in corporate America, but they come in the church and they get dumb as a brick. <laughs> Pastor, I don't know how to do it. Wait a minute. Aren't you running 10 people on your job? What do you mean you don't know how to do this? They just church folk. They people's. I'm getting ghetto today. I'm sorry. <laughs> they are people too. So the same gifts and talents that you use out there, you're educated, you're smart, people follow you. You make things happen. You put together reports. As a matter of fact, people come to you because nobody else on the job can do it. And then you're going to come to church and don't think you can do great things for God who gave you that job? Come on, somebody. Away with being a nominal, just this average little old Christian just walking around. Oh, I just go to church. No, you're more than that. Let me tell you something else that'll dim your light. Not defending the faith will dim your light. Just sitting back and allow people to talk about your Jesus and you say nothing. Your, your light is going out. I love it. I love it when people, you know, you can't say that around there. Well, get away from me. Because, see, it's one thing, saints of God, let me tell you something about my testimony. It's one thing, see, see, it, it wasn't an atheist that helped me get off of alcohol. 
So, and since the atheist or the agnostic or, or the Jew or, 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 or the Muslim wasn't there, then the Muslim or the Jew or the agnostics or the atheist can't tell me what delivered me. And since I have a testimony that didn't come because of me, it came because of a sovereign, then I choose to believe that my deliverance came from God and not because of my own will. See, when you got a testimony, share your testimony. Because I, 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 it doesn't matter to me if you don't believe God. I believe him. And I believe him because of evidence. See, it's not blind faith. The evidence is I didn't have to go through a 12-step program. It was one step. I got saved. That's the evidence that I haven't had a drink since. The evidence is I was diagnosed with an aggressive form of cancer, and the evidence is I'm healed today. That's evidence. I serve a true and living God. I don't have to back down on Aaron. No, I'm not one of them. That's how my daddy used to say it before he died. Now, Aaron won. <laughs> and then I figured out Aaron is actually a word. I didn't know that. He told me it was a word. I believed it. Aaron. Okay. All right. So you with me still? So we're going to let our light shine? There's something else can dim our light. Are you ready? Denying the truth. Tr truth is truth. You can deny it. People are denying it today. The Supreme Court just denied truth. The Supreme Court can't change what's true. A law can't change truth. If you didn't create truth, and the only person that created truth was the person that was in the beginning, and that was God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, God created marriage. Therefore, only God can change it. I didn't write the book, I just preached from it. You don't have to like the book, but one day you're going to know that the book is true. So I just prefer to give you truth now so that you can believe it, so that you have an opportunity that when truth reveals himself, and he is going to reveal himself one day, that you're on the right side. Now, there are a lot of people who don't believe in the literal heaven and hell. I, I choose, my choice is I believe that there is a place. As a matter of fact, the scientist says that at the core of the earth, it's like hell. It's hot. You're going down, not up. Somebody says hot. Yeah, ain't no dogs running. It's hot. It's like in Alabama, man. Alabama in the summer, you don't see dogs and cats running. Compromise will cause your light to go dim. Can I talk to the single ladies? Where's the single ladies in the house? Where are the single ladies? All the single ladies? I know I heard that song. Somebody, who sing that song anyway? Beyonce, yeah. Um, so, single ladies, can I, can I share something with you? Can I share my heart as a, as a dad and as a spiritual father to most of the ladies in this house? Um, don't compromise on your standards. Listen, listen, I don't care how pretty his teeth is. I don't care how nice of a car he drives. I don't care if he's lying to you and that's his mama's house. <laughs> and he lying, talking about, I just let my mama live here. No, bro, that's your mama's house. You don't let your mama, how your mama gonna live in, that's her own house. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm coming back, I'm coming back, I'm sorry. But y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Listen, 
Don't be so enamored by things. You better look at that brother's heart. Look at the heart. And don't think that somehow you're Christian enough to make that person saved because you ain't Christian enough. That is not your job anyway. That's the problem with a lot of women. Say, oh, God. See, the problem with a lot of single women, you think you have such power over that person. You think, I'm going to change him. You ain't changing that man. If he don't want to be changed. Am I, am I talking to somebody? I'm just trying to help somebody. Because I'm the one that get the phone calls. I just got one last week from one of my daughters out of town. Like, she's in a, in a mess right now, and this brother is, is crazy. I mean, yeah. I'm talking about eating Fruit Loops in the middle of the street with his drawers on. I'm telling crazy. How? How? woman of God, you didn't have some kind of discernment? You mean the Holy Spirit didn't say something? This brother's crazy. <laughs> so I had to ask, I said, I said, I said, you, 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 there, there, there were no flags? Not, not nary flags? It was flags. There's always flags. See, see, it's on the wall. See, the best flag comes from your friends. And when your girlfriend said, girl, <laughs> that was a clue. I ain't lying. That was a <laughs> you need to go buy some vials so you can put that thing together because that was a clue. <laughs> okay, so y'all got me way off on this. I don't even know where I'm going now. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. So compromise. Don't compromise, ladies, please. Fellas, don't compromise. I know you like a certain shape, hair, length, color. You know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I know. I'm so, I, let me just say something. I'm so glad I'm married. And see, and I'm happily married. I'm, I ain't playing about it. I love my wife. Because see, there's no way I can be single right now. Ain't no way. Because I'm not going to the club. And, and I'm old now, so I don't put up with a, I'm telling you, I ain't lying, I ain't lying, I'm old now. So there's just certain things I, I am not going to put up with. I'm stern, I'm anal. No, and only my wife can deal with me, because she's been dealing with me for 23 years. It's like a good pair of boots, man. I don't like another pair of boots, because I'm broken in. It took me 23 years, I'm not buying another pair. It's taking me too long to break this pair in. And she'll tell you the same thing about me, praise God. Amen. Amen. So, so listen, I, 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 man, my, my heart goes out to single people because I know how hard it is because you got so many lying folks out there. You know, and they, they sign up on these sites and stuff. That, that, most of that stuff ain't true. Especially on the Christian sites. I'm a man of God. Really? Okay, you, I already taught the ladies how to handle that when somebody says he's a man of God. Yeah, well, some of y'all are new. Let me just teach you since you're new. If a brother comes talking about, I'm a man of God, I go to church. You ask him this one question, and you will stomp him if he's not truly a man of God. Oh, you're a man of God? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go to church? Yeah, yeah. Well, what's the most rememberable moment you had with the Holy Spirit? (laughs) 
Watch that rascal stuff. Well, uh, well, see, what ha ha see? I think my mama calling me. <laughs> you ain't the right one for me. Ignoring the needs of others will cause your light to go dim. Looking the other way. Lack of forgiveness and unconditional love will cause your light to go dim. Forgiveness is not for the other person. And I know it's hard, saints. I, I, listen, I know how hard forgiveness is because I've had to forgive people. I would rather cut. I'm just being honest with you. From left to right. I know that was an image. I know it. I know it. <laughs> I mean, I told you, I'm from the ghetto, guys, so sometimes it comes up. <laughs> I try to suppress it. <laughs> and I know I had to do it, and I didn't feel like it. And guess what? After I did it, I didn't feel like I forgave them. Because forgiveness is not about a feeling. It's about obedience. So when I did it, God opened up things in my life that was hindered by a person who had too much control over my life. See, see, when you keep talking about, I just can't stand that person. And every time that person comes around me, I just feel a certain way. Well, take the control back. That means that that person is controlling your life. Take the control back and stop allowing other people to control your attitude. Am I talking to somebody in here? Not operating in your gifts and callings will cause your light to go dim because you're not doing what God has given you to do. So if you're in the church, you should be serving somewhere. There's a that's, man, there's so many places you can serve in the church. So many places. I remember when I first got saved, I was just so glad. Oh, my God. Y'all just don't know how glad I was I was saved because I just felt like the Holy Spirit couldn't save somebody like me. But when I got saved and I knew I was saved, I didn't care. I came and said, Pastor, can I just sweep? I just sweep the church. What time you open? I ain't know nothing about church. And what time you open? <laughs> <laughs> I thought church was like a club because that's where I came from. What time you open? <laughs> what time y'all start serving alcohol? <laughs> Communion? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just asked. I just wanted to serve. I didn't care. Pastor, where you going? I'll take the day off and drive you. And that's what I did because I enjoy serving pastors, not knowing God was grooming me to be a pastor because you can't be a pastor unless you know how to serve one. And see, if you are under a pastor who don't know or understand serving, then they become, sub, they become too much of an authority figure over you, and there's so much you can do because they're not comfortable in the anointing on their own lives. And see, and since because I already know that you don't have anything to do with the anointing on my life, I don't have to be concerned about who has a greater anointing because there's only one. There's only one God, one Jesus Christ, one Holy Spirit. And since it's only one, I don't have to be jealous when God blesses you. As a matter of fact, I salute you. I praise you and I get joy because if he's in you like that, then he's in me like that. And a leader who's always up front, when he dies, so does the vision. Okay, this is, this, is, this is the last thing I'm going to share with you that will, will dim your light. No prayer, no worship, no praise, no word. No prayer, no praise, no worship, no word. 
No prayer, no praise, no worship, no word. Your, your light will go dim. If you don't worship God, because see, see, worship is not about a feeling. See, I have, I have learned, saints of God, that when I worship God when I really didn't want to, it's when I got my greatest breakthrough. See, see, when, when I discovered, when I was driving back from Atlanta, Georgia, from getting radiation all week, but most, those of you that are here know that I was in the pulpit every Sunday. And I would drive, after getting radiation, I would drive here. And on my way here, the devil would always say something. Why are you doing that? You know they don't love you. I mean, this is, I'm just being honest with you. You know they don't love you. They ain't going to even show up for church. And I remember I had a conversation with you, elder. And I have never seen you weep like that. And I remember we had that talk. And I remember when I came and the church was empty. And you knew what I was going through more than a lot of people. And driving back. And the church was empty. And that thing hurt you so bad that you saw me coming here and they wouldn't even show up and they right around the corner. I don't just have good intentions. My actions are going to prove how much I love this church. And how much I love God's people. No matter what I got to go through, no come hell or high water, you can trust that I'm going to stand in this pulpit and I'm going to teach the truth. I'm not going to compromise. I'm not going to get into the political politics of things. I'm going to tell you the truth. And I'm going to stand flat-footed and do it, no matter the persecution, because the persecution is coming. It's already been, been prophesied to me that we are going to be persecuted because God is getting ready to elevate this church. So you just get, get ready. Because things are about to happen. But you just believe, I am going to stand flat-footed, and you need to stand flat-footed as a Christian and stand in this dark time and let your light so shine before men so that you can glorify our Father, which is in heaven. Amen? We hope you've been blessed by today's powerful teaching. Thank you for your continued prayers and financial support of this ministry. Visit us in person at 5805 West Highway 74 in Indian Trail, North Carolina. That's near Lowe's Hardware. Or you can find us on the web at www.changeatc3.org. That's change, C-H-A-N-G-E-A-T-C, the number 3.org. Or call us at 704-821-7368. Covenant Community Church, where the truth is revealed.